What is going on, people? Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, Motivational Moments. I am joined by JW the Kid, yes. aka Jed, and we've got the king of flavor in the house, Fabian. Yes, How are you guys doing today? I want to hear your energy. I want to feel it. It's a good Friday. Come on, baby. You know what it is. Fabian, talk to me. Hey, it's been a great week. It's been absolutely one of the best weeks so far of the year. Mm-hmm. I think we just slam dunk on the second quarter of the year. Boom, baby. Let's go. And you know your boy's back, people. I know I look different if you're on the YouTube. Check out the trim. That's right. I got HD cuts. But yeah, so yeah, great week, great week. Dropped another big project that we've been planning for over two years. Yeah, Jed, take it over, baby. Nah, you know I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling a bit. Nah, get out of here! I got, I got all the energy today. I tell you, literally, just up until right now, the day has been on just a real slow build. You know, just been like, I had, as we all know, we're going to talk about. Uh, for the next 30 to 45 to 60 minutes. Uh, I've had a very long week. We've had a very long week. And so long, long, long days and really, really using my energy to the fullest. And so today I woke up and I was, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go at 10% for, all the, for the whole day. And then slowly it started to build and build and build and bubble and rise and all of that good stuff. And now I'm, I'm at 100%. So anybody who's listening into their headphones... Uh, apologies for all the noise we've currently made and apologies because we're going to make a whole lot more noise noise. that's for sure so So I'm feeling fantastic today's episode is a very very special episode Mm -hmm. you may have heard them whisper oh there's some projects that we can't talk to you about Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. today today I'm going to be interviewing them Mm -hmm. about their project Mm -hmm. what? What is your project? What was the project? what made that this week an explosive week a fantastic week a culmination of the compounding talk to me Ooh, first of all first of all you said culmination of the compounding and we need we always we always need to recognize when future Kane's drops some bars because oh, future Kane, whenever he comes on there's at least three bars that he drops i've been trying to get future Kane's onto, onto mr logical exactly i've been trying to get him onto a, onto a rapping career and I, he hasn't taken me up on it yet so we'll see there might be a future Kane's music project coming up in the near future uh but i think genuinely fabian this is this is your spark. This is your your original piece. So I would love you to, to, to start that journey. Uh, starting that journey. So the project that we dropped. Mm-hmm. You talking about the box? Yes, sir. We, we talking about the box crew London. Yep. Yes, we dropped the project called the box crew London. Yep. At a very special and a very amazing event mm-hmm. over the last three days. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy to be a part of that. The project itself, the box crew... The name is in the title. Yeah. We are the Box Crew London. We specialise in boxes, mm-hmm. in packaging. Yeah. And we dropped a very special piece mm-hmm. to collab against with Nike and Sports Direct. Yeah. What I love about the box mm-hmm. is that I've got to see it from outside your perspective. But the people at home, the people listening right now, they don't mm-hmm. know much about it. Yeah. Nope. Fabian, could you give us a bit of that beautiful backstory, please? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the backstory behind it. So... You know, everyone wants to start a business. Everyone wants to do something. They want to figure out what can they do. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was sitting there days, weeks, almost probably a year thinking, of what can I do? What do I want to do? What do I want to make? What do I, what business do I want to roll around and do? And for me, it came about luxury boxes. Mm-hmm. And I came with it, thought about it. I said, how do I make this work? And obviously, my good friend here, Jed, very well connected. Very well connected. So, a friend of ours has said to me, why don't you go speak to Jed? I said, all right. So, I spoke to Jed about it. I said, listen, want to do this. Pitch it to him. He said, great. This is how I met my mentor for the first time. 
push it to her, great. Two years later, we got into the hands of the right people to help us actually manufacture this first actual product, mm-hmm. even though we have three to four more designs about to be made. Oh, inside. What's that inside? Ooh. Oh, someone's letting that inside? Secrets there. Yeah, don't let the people know what? too much. Don't let them know. Not no, no, no. too much. Over four designs in the pipeline. What? At least, at least. What? Potentially more. What? I'm not saying that again. I'm not saying that again. Don't show them the note. Yeah. Mm. What? The notebook? Mm-hmm. Listen. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, obviously, we've got plenty more to come through. But, yeah, we dropped the very first one. Mm-hmm. Um, one of a kind. Not one of a kind. I'll say there ain't going to be any more release. Yeah. It's not going to be up for retail. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, if you don't work at Sports Direct or was at the event, mm-hmm. you won't have one. That's you won't be able sure. to get one. That's for sure. That was that was a capsule. That was a one time capsule yeah. that, that that will never return. So, you know, in, in ten years look out on uh on stock X for a box with the sports director Nike logo on it that's gonna be re- wholesaling or retailing, whatever you want to call it, for twenty five million billion gajillion dollars. What NFT? Uh, Whoa in, in the gold foil. I think maybe with the gold tick. I what? think with the gold thing, that's the box. He made a swoosh, he made a swoosh, don't worry. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, can I add to that, that part of the backstory there? Because you know what? There was something, there was something that, that I really want to call out is that this was me and Fabian really, really reconnected. And don't get me wrong, we have always been brothers, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, but me and Fabian reconnected over my injury. Fabian really picked me up. And said, you know, I got you. I've been through this before. And we've always been really close, but this yeah. was the moment that really caught us, right? And we've, we've mentioned it a little bit before, but I'm going to go into a bit more detail now because I can. We were walking to, to a tournament. We coach, we coach an American football team, a junior American football team. And we, we were going towards to the, to the game, to the pitch. We were actually walking towards the pitch. And Fabian comes up to me and he's like, Jay, can I just can I ask you a question? And, you know, I can't remember it word for word, so don't take this verbatim. But Fabian told me about this idea for the box spoke to me about this idea of these premium shoe boxes, right? And I said, you know what? I'm in. I'm in. This is it. Let's go. And the second you put that idea towards me, my life changed. Everything changed. My whole perspective of what my life is going to be <laughs> blew open. It was crazy. And I just really want to, in this moment, share my appreciation for you because Fabian, without you, like this, this doesn't exist, right? I know that, I know that we are both founders of this business, but without you, this thing is is nothing. This thing is, is doesn't exist. It was your spark, your idea that now is is reality, and yeah. it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So thank you so much for bringing me on that journey, because I will never, ever, ever get over the fact that you trusted me with it, and that you trust me enough to run with it alongside you. Oh, and, yeah, and, and we, yeah, and yeah. because of that decision you made, we have something here today, and it's beautiful. Indeed. Listen, as you, what you may pick up is that Jed and Fabian have an incredible chemistry. Mm-hmm. Many a time people would confuse them for brothers <laughs> if they never saw them. If they never saw what they look like, they would be brothers. Mm-hmm. And for me, they are absolute blood brothers. They are mm-hmm. made for each other. The energy that they create and bring mm-hmm. is second to none. Mm-hmm. I would like to divert away from this wonderful story just for a moment ooh, ooh, okay. to ask the first question of the day. Ooh. As we do on this podcast, at week in, week out, we ask three questions for you to Get okay. to know motivational moments a bit better. And mm-hmm. um, I've constructed these questions because oh. I really want to hear your answers. Oh. My first question is, could you talk me through one image mm-hmm. that you've seen that has inspired you, empowered you, made you feel something? Mm-hmm. Would you like a second? I can go on first. First of all, actually, you know what? You, we don't even need, I don't even need to uh, 
I, I'm, I'm not going to give you it, but I don't even need a second because I want to say something in between anyway. Okay. Can we please, everybody who's listening, appreciate how good of a host Future Kings is being right now? We spoke about this episode beforehand, we were planning, and, and Ethan came and he said, you know what, I'm a hostess, and this is, could, because this is a spotlight on YouTube and a spotlight needs to be on YouTube, and he has stepped up and is killing the game, killing so I appreciate you for that, because you killing came from, from departing gems to then being a massive part and being in multiple episodes to now hosting this episode, so I appreciate you, my brother, it's incredible, thank you so the much. pleasure is all mine, I enjoy it every single week, the energy on Fridays is different when I'm in this it's room. Different. Mm-hmm. This week is very different as well. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, let me. Can I? Can I please go first? Can I? Of course you can. Can I take this? Can I take? Hey, ready? Yeah. And so, this is this is an image for me that that really captures everything. Everything that I I wanna I wanna I wanna feel and I wanna stand for. And it, it's somebody, and it's an image of somebody that we've mentioned before on the podcast. And it is back at the two thousand and twelve Olympics. Muhammad Ali lighting the torch, lighting yeah. the final torch, right? And this was an incredibly aged Muhammad Ali and physically obviously not in the best condition but representing his mindset of never ever 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 giving up not stopping mm. like the, the the three zeros weren't up so he wasn't done you know what I mean the yeah. bell had not rung so he was rolling and he was there standing up and lit the torch that to me was a testament to who he was for everything he'd gone through this man stood up for something mm. this man stood up for something when millions didn't and millions berated him his country rejected him for standing up, not just for being against the war, but also standing up for the atrocity, the atrocities that go against black people every single day in America at that time and today. And he continually, continuously stood up for it. Right. This is a person who in the media was destroyed for a while and then came back, became a champion again. And then after that, kept working and kept fighting, regardless of if he was the ring in the ring or outside of it. And all those years later, to still be recognised as the greatest, you know, people call him the greatest of all time. Yeah. Regardless of record, he stood for so much more than just what he did in the ring. The man was a, was a lyricist. The man dropped gems like Future Kane's dropped gems over here. And so that image there will never stop inspiring me, no matter how far I live, because he, he really represents everything that I want to, no matter how old I am. So that image is the one that sticks with me. Nice. Favourite, would you like to hear us with it? Well, um, you know, I've got so many images for me, like even over just yesterday, I've got <laughs> images, but I'll say that for other questions I know we got down the line. Yeah. Um, I think an image that always overpowers me is the struggle. It's an image of, of struggle and showing that someone gave up. So I always see them on Instagram. So I go for one where a common one they see is two people digging. And they saw one person quit just before they met, they reached the, the diamonds. The other one still digging, knowing they're nowhere near the diamonds. Yeah. And for me, those kind of pictures always put into life. I said, it's that journey you go on. Yeah. It's because you're not a millionaire yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's your goal. Mm. Because you ain't got no money today, you've quit. Yeah. Where there's so many businessmen that went from having money to only having, say, £10 in their account mm. to now being a millionaire. Mm-hmm. And it's those struggles that I think you go through and picture yourself going through and overcoming mm. actually gives me the most empowerment. Yeah. So every time I see something like that or you've got the ones where you see it's a mountain or it's an, ice, it's an iceberg and you only see the tip of the iceberg above the wall and the rest of it and it's saying, don't ever let it fool you what you see. Yeah. Yeah. And it's those kind of things that always empower me because I think, especially with society, mm-hmm. 
images images shown to be one of the most overlooked things. Well, not overlooked, well, it's the most looked at thing mm. for someone. It's like, I'll say, for instance, something that happened yesterday. Before I spoke, mm. no one knew I went to prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, as soon as I put that out there, yeah. everyone's like, whoa. <laughs> like, this guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it said, yeah, because I don't change my image mm. because I've been somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't let that bring me down just because I've been to the bottom of the barrel. Powers. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 can you please take a second to just breathe that in? That was that, that was actually really beautiful. Yeah, that was really beautiful. Thank you. And I think a lot of that image speaks to your work ethic. Yeah, yeah. there is a lot of work that Fabian does behind the scenes that no one knows about. Yeah, unless you catch up with him, unless you put that effort into to understand what you're doing, mm. you don't see it, you don't appreciate it. Mm. And like you say, it's so key. That iceberg is only powerful because of what is beneath the surface yeah. because of all the hard work that you do and that is what you build your success on. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for that. No, That's you. a great answer. Mm-hmm. For me, and I'm going to answer these questions, it's all about them, but I'm going to answer these questions. <laughs> yes, sir. There's one image that is, uh, for me, a symbol of greatness and success and it is Dwayne Wade after throwing up the lob yeah. to LeBron James and him slamming it home. Yeah. For me, this image represents success. Mm-hmm. Not only that, it represents having fun while you're succeeding. Because yeah. if I can't have fun and succeed with my brothers, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. This podcast is about having fun, yeah. but also building something. Mm-hmm. Creating something greater than that moment. The work that got that put into it, the same way that we work, yeah. we look at the iceberg, the same way we look beneath the surface, all had to be done enough for us to have that picture, picturesque yeah. moment, that mm. iconic moment. And it comes because of that hard work, but also it's about union. I will be the Dwayne Wade for you, man, forever. Hey, <laughs> hey, I will back you up. It's not always about being the leader. You guys are leading mm. and I will support that journey. You can support your friends. You can put yourself on. If you support 15 different people, you are winning. Mm. If they feel loved and appreciated by you, you are, that is success. And that, that's success for me. I really enjoy supporting yeah. you guys and my other friends. Thank Ooh, you very um, much. I appreciate you. You know what? You know what? You know what's funny is that image came into my head as well, and I was actually tying up between the two. Which one do I go for? Which one do yeah. I do I feel? And I say, and uh, yeah, it's beautiful. That's really really powerful. So uh, thank you for sharing that. So we've spoken quite a few times about processes. Yeah. And in order to build the box, mm. you guys had to create a process. Mm, yeah. For such a beautiful product to come out of the end. What did you do to get you there? What were your steps? How did you make it work? Yeah. Um, well, to be fair, I think we started with what most people, you tried to get the logo sorted out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we went back and forth with the logo. We used Fiverr. I think I spent quite a bit of money actually <laughs> trying to find different logos, yeah. different boxes, someone to actually know what I want, mm-hmm. but no one could. Mm. Then shout out to, you know, R- RS Designs. Yeah. They managed to sort out our logo. One of our good friends, Ray, he saw that the logo, we got it nicely established. And then from there, it was the next step. Yeah. And then I think we were so hooked on the shoebox. Yeah. Uh, we know where we're going with this company, but yeah, yeah. we were so hooked on the shoebox and it wasn't until we got the order for Sports Direct where we said, hold on a minute, we can do this a different way. Yeah. And then next thing you know, we came out with the much bigger yeah. box because this it was better for them yeah 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 and yeah it took a lot of time to actually go through the openings of the box the actual even the matte black we said i said mm. no let's because at first it was going to be gloss yeah yeah, yeah yeah but the finish would have been different yeah completely different completely different so yeah it, it was a very big process of actually building through just the actual foundations of the box and like people don't say like oh yeah it's just a box yeah 
But right now, like viewers, like listeners, think about how many different ways a box opens. Mm. I didn't, I didn't even fathom that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you think about how many different ways you get a box that opens. You got ones that where the lids open up straight. You got the way the lids come off. You got the ones where it's a draw. Yeah. And there's so many different ways that like, we've seen and we've gone through. Yeah. Just for this one. Yeah. And we're talking about another four. Yeah. Yeah. Don't talk about that too much. Okay, yeah. Okay. I keep doing that. Up you, do, like, you do, you do. I know, you've got to be careful with this yeah, interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to steal your bag. I know, For real. Um, but yeah. no, I, can I jump on, yeah, on from that go, point? Go. So like, literally, like what Fabian was talking about there, we would spend two-hour meetings yeah. looking at literally that, exactly that thing. How does a box open, for example? Yeah. What should the lining of this a first box be? Yeah. How do we design the lid compared to the base, compared to the sides? Yeah, yeah, yeah. These, these small bits of detail which go into designing anything and you don't realise the amount of detail you need to do bef- until you're put up to the... You're, you step up to the batter's box and yeah. you've got to hit a home run. And we... The process really grew because it started off with us just talking, having kind of random phone conversations yeah, every now and then, some sketches. And then, like, we would start... Because we started to get into a creative groove, we would send each other things on Instagram. So there'd be times when Fabian would literally send me something, a post about somebody who's lighting up their shoe boxes in their yeah. room a certain way. And I was like, oh damn, so we should potentially have a look at how they're doing this. And she, and then I would send something back around design or fonts or how we yeah. use different colours for, for the design. And we would just keep throwing these ideas back. And we had no real structure, I would say, for the first six months to, to eight to, to maybe even a year. Yeah. We were just throwing ideas at each other and we started to create something something a little bit more structured where we would have weekly phone calls and we would touch on each topic. Yeah. We started to do this and we Shout out Nikki, Nikki helped with that. Shout out to Nikki as always. Yeah. Nikki is a mentor who we've mentioned a few times and we're gonna mention a little bit more later on because without her nothing is none of this is possible. Yeah. And yeah, we created a system for success through perseverance and through working every single time to get 1% better mm. and to think funnily enough outside of the box exactly. <laughs> thank you for that so essentially you started with an idea yep and you refined it mm-hmm. you condensed it you undertook what i would say is an iterative process you took the steps you analyzed it the different mechanisms in which a box could open the different colors the different flavors the styles the textures the feel of mm-hmm. it and you made something spectacular. Mm. Now, speaking of spectacular, mm-hmm. you guys took a trip to a certain cafe today. Mm. Yes, and you did. I want to know what you had at the cafe, why you chose that, mm. and what got you there? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it Fabian's five minutes of food? Cafe time! Cafe time with special sauces! Listen. Plug it in. Free publicity. Crofton Park Cat. Yeah? If you're from South, if you know, you know. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, we went to the cafe today. Like, listen, it's my weekly thing. Like, mm. Saturday or Sunday, I like to go to the cafe. I go to one outside my house. I get a Spanish omelette. That's what I get from there. But we didn't go to that one today because it was waffle and pancake time. Ooh, yeah? Wee. And you know what we do? We did our waffle and pancake um analysis mm-hmm. our little debate but today was a waffle day because i like waffle sandwiches not pancake sandwiches so i got the waffle chicken sandwich with cheese and turkey rashes with a bit of burger sauce mm-hmm. very nice very filling beautiful but obviously it was fat boy day so i got that and i got my 
French toast with turkey rashes and scrambled eggs. Are you in serious? Side. Yeah, I went in, people. I know some people think, like, how can you eat all of that? I did. I'm not small people. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so I had that. Absolutely great. Loved it. It is a beautiful place that people are amazing. I'm all about culture and actually just loving people. Yeah. Like for me, customer service can go a long way, especially when it comes to food. Because if you cook good food and you give customer service at the same time, it's a very warming place. Yeah. It's great if you've got good food, but if you treat your customers badly, the food's always going to be bad. Mm. Because they're, oh yeah, the food's great, but I don't like going in there. Mm. But in this place, they're like family to me mm. and the food is amazing. Yeah. So 100% I will completely recommend going to the Crofton Park Cafe yeah. or find your local place where you know the food yeah. is great and the people are great because you can just get such good vibes. Yeah. And it was lovely in there today. What did you get, bro? Yeah. You what know, did you get, bro? You know what? You've been talking about this place for a minute and I was like... Can it be all that? Like, hey, bro, get in the camera, dude. I was thinking about... Well, you keep pushing me to the side. Was, saying, was, you see this man's that. shoulders, blood? You like, see this man's shoulders? I'm going to sit back. Your type. Find your greatness. So, hey. <laughs> but for people in the pod who can't see, we have Find Your Greatness posted up in the background just there. Hey, just there. Your just greatness. Yes, yeah, sir. Get me. So, uh, yeah, family been talking about this place for a while. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about it. And I rocked up this morning because we'd had a very, very spectacular yesterday. And so we, we went for a first celebratory meal and rocked up, walked up to the counter. And I can't remember his name. Do you, do you know the guy's name? Um, boss. Okay, so let's just put a flag there so we don't mention it. Can you just put a flag there so we can cut that out? Because <laughs> that's not nice to do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Whoop. There we go. Wait. Yeah, flag edit. So, you know, we rock up, get to the counter, and every single person behind the counter is smiling. And do you know the beautiful feeling that is to walk into a space with smiles all around? It's splendid. It's fantastic. And then I am am presented with multiple vegan options. What a blessing. I told him what my cat do. Do you know what I mean? The day before, he goes to me, I'm a vegan. They got a whole menu for you. A whole menu. And... The, the options are presented to me in such a lovely way. But not only that, I'm then presented with adaptions. The yeah. people behind the counter were just like, yeah, I can throw this in there. I can throw that in there. I can make you a waffle if you want, a vegan waffle. It wasn't even on the list, but they were like, I'll do it. No worries. I make food. I can do this. And I was like, okay, I'm going to challenge you. Can I have this, please? Which was the, the vegan goujons and a lovely salad with avocado and... Flaffle. Falafel. I was I was fading on the falafel. And then I said, could I also have that vegan waffle that you presented to me? This idea of a vegan waffle was very fascinating yeah. because to get the fluffiness in a waffle, you usually need, and this is something that we like not to mention on the podcast, but you lose, usually need an egg. And we don't mention eggs anywhere near future games. Yeah. So anybody who eats eggs, watch out. So we... Right, I was, well, I eggs. We well watch out. That's all I'm saying. But one brother don't eat no meat. One brother don't eat no eggs. You look just trying to make me get skinny. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying. Anyway, <laughs> and so the, I, was, I was really, really curious to see what this waffle would be like. And it comes out first. And the vegan food always comes out first. If you guys are impatient with your food, vegan food always comes out first because there's less cooking involved. So, you know, life hack. And, and it came out and the salad looked incredible. The vegan goujons looked fantastic. But even better, this waffle came over and I was like, I had to actually ask. I asked, I was like, is this the vegan one? And everybody behind in the kitchen was like, yeah, don't worry, we got this. 
I was blown away, absolutely flabbergasted. It was soft, it was fluffy, and it was flavoursome. I was blown away. Fantastic food, incredible energy. Thank you, Fabian, and thank you, the calf outside Crofton Park. Let's go, baby. Yeah, so, yeah, man, so that's that food there. Mm-hmm. I hit them up probably once a week or every two weeks. Like, they got great menus, like... Yeah, they do waffles, they do pancakes, but it's still a great cafe. And obviously, now you can sit down inside and eat. It's even more better. Yeah, and shout out to them. They know what they're doing. For now, real. Man. And they've been around for a while. But I just, I've obviously come across them only recently, but they've been there for a long, long while. For real. So, this celebratory event Ooh. came on the back of another fantastic event. Ooh. The culmination of the box, the first drop. Ooh. I would like to hear a little bit of background. Can What's you in the box? Help the listeners. What? What was the event yesterday? What did you guys do? That's you, Jim. That's you, bro. Okay, I'll speak for a little minute. I'll speak for a little minute. So, there was a training event around the opening of the brand new Sports Direct store on Oxford Street. The new flagship store. And for people who don't know, I work for Nike. And we wanted to do a training for them. But we didn't want to do just any training. We wanted to do a training that would blow their socks off. And I would like to send a massive shout out to every single person who was involved in the organisation and the culmination of that event because it was an incredible training event, right? And the whole concept was to take it further than just a brand training event. It was to take it to how do we help support human beings as human beings, not just people who work in a store? How do we help create an environment for growth sustainably and in a way that can last with them in whatever surroundings they're in, in whatever setting they're in. And it made complete and utter sense to bring motivational moments into the conversation. Yes. Right? And so regardless of whatever was happening, there was always going to be motivational moments there because that's what we do and that's what we want to do to provide, you know, growth, that spark to set the life off right. And so... The training event was all about communication, leadership, teamwork, focus. As a very good friend of mine, Mr. Jay Crawford, Mr. Focus said, your mindset defines your reality. And so it really fit into everything that we talk about on this Mm -hmm. podcast. But I also got to thinking, they need a training resource. They need something that they can take away. Not just words, not just some notes. They need something a little bit further to keep reminding them who they are, why they exist and what they're about. And to remember their story, whatever their story is, to hold on to that. And so that's where the box also very naturally came into the piece. And so I presented the concept of creating a training resource under the box crew London. And that's where this whole journey to our first ever product release began. And yeah, so that's where you actually made this training resource underneath the box crew london mm-hmm. so obviously we said we specialize in boxes that's what i said i wanted to do yeah and so i was more on the whole actual package of the box yeah and i think that's what i more realized once i started to dig deeper into what you actually put inside mm-hmm. i just want to say thank you for you for that because what these guys got mm-hmm. well these young not young people there's these fine specimens of people yeah that work at Sports Direct, what they got in these boxes were amazing. Yeah. Like, they had personalised flasks mm-hmm. for, that was Nike and Sports Direct, mm-hmm. personalised masks, yeah. and then top, top Trump yeah. Nike cards. Yeah. Like, for people that don't know Top Trumps, like, Google Top Trumps and see what they are. 
Now, for all you hype beasts, a bit like me, like you're into your kicks, Nike top trump cards, crazy. Yeah. You're seeing Air Max on there. You're seeing Air Force One. Yeah. All these different Nike brand trainers. Never been seen before. Never been done before. And he's put this in a training resource for these these people. It's amazing. Mm. Absolutely amazing. Down to the little keychains, the little yeah. pins. There was so much little detail in there mm. that I didn't even like, actually see. And I thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And one thing I really liked, and a lot of them didn't even realise until I actually pointed it out to them. I said, can anyone see what the picture is behind the message in the inside of the box? Yeah. And then that's when they all shouted out. It's the store. Yeah. So we put a message in on the inside lid of the box. Mm-hmm. And they were saying a thank you. Mm-hmm. But behind that was the blueprint of the brand new Oxford Street store. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. The detail that went into this was absolutely incredible. So yeah. I thank you for those fine little Easter eggs you put in there because it was amazing. Thank you, my brother. And that is, like we say, the sum of your compounding efforts. The, yeah. The sum of two brilliant minds coming together to create a product to change people's mindset. Mm-hmm. To say, this isn't just a store training this mm-hmm. is about how I treat people in life how mm-hmm. I approach my life the steps in which I can take to succeed and how I can push myself to be the best which is what motivational moments is all about mm-hmm. which is what the box crew is all about and mm-hmm. which is what most of all you guys are all about yeah. which is fantastic so could you give me a bit of summary about what happened in the day yeah. on this on this Thursday yes yeah. okay that's a that's a fantastic question I appreciate you for your for your props to me thank you my brother thank you bro um, and I appreciate that question you're so, back in shot bro what you, like I said your shoulders bro oh, like, I'm just I'm sitting back no. for people who don't realise the, the football season the American football season is coming up fast so Fabian knows, is actively actively knows, chasing the game so he can run through and take names might just be like this for the rest of the podcast yeah no, I'm lying. that would be I'm right lying. that would be I'm fair lying. so the this Thursday was the third day of this training event yeah. and it was all to culminate this team concept that we've built in for the last two days before it. Yeah. It's the last day and so you can potentially, there's always potential in a longer event like this through multiple days to have a bit of lag, a little bit of uh, lower energy. Yeah. And so I wanted to start the day in a way where I can meet them at that energy level but in a way that inspires them and brings them up. Yeah. Because... I want to say I'm with you and I'm meeting you here, but we're not going to stay here. Yeah. And that actually is, is one of my, my teachings for myself in life. If I am down there, that's okay. I'll meet myself down there, find myself, but I'm not going to stay here. And fortunately enough, like I just said, the American football season is coming back and we had our first practice on Wednesday, literally the day before. Mm. And we know this because I've spoken about it many times. If you're a first time listener, I tore my ACL. Yeah. Uh, me and Fabian have had the same injury and have had a long journey to recovery. So this first practice session back was the test of all of that physio, that focusing, that hard work to get back to being good enough to play. And so I came with that story. I came with how did I handle the adversity and the struggle that was coming back from injury when my whole life was based on a physical experience of seeing the world through how I could move through it physically. So I told him the story. And in that, in that space, I, very, I was very glad to mention that Fabian had picked me up uh, off the floor when I told my ACL and also had uh, pretty much carried me to the car and then drove me home. And so I, I would always, always appreciate that. So that was lovely. And then about how Fabian had supported me all the way through the journey. So I spoke about that. So it was nice because we got a chance to, to make that initial mm-hmm. connection. 
And then through other parts of the day, we had other people speak on, on teamwork and connection. But I was like, no, 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 no. This isn't right until, until we bring the main man up on stage. So we've gone through the rest of the day and we got right to the end. And we were going to drop the box right at the end of the day. But yeah. I knew, I knew, 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 knew. Even though this man had never spoken publicly before in his life, I knew this was the opportunity for motivational moments to stand up on the stage together, for the box crew to stand up on the stage together and to launch, not just the box crew, but also to launch Fabian's public speaking career. So I invited <laughs> the king himself to come up and tell his story. Now, bro, tell us how you felt and what that, how, what happened in that moment. Yeah, you know what, it's funny, I was speaking to some of the other um, speakers and they was like, just like having a bit of banter with me, saying, listen, it's all right. You know, a lot of people choke when they go up, they get hot or they panic and whatever. And, like, I was doing the, the big guy things. Like, I'm cool, man. Don't worry about that. I've got this. I've yeah. got this. Like, yeah. I know I've got this. Yeah. And um, I remember, like, I said to Jay, I said, like, I need this song in it. When I go up, mm -hmm. I need my Jay-Z. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I went up there and I remember it came on. Jed introduced me. And mm -hmm. I'm looking at all these people. And I'm just like, wow. And I just started off as a, how, literally how I thought I would. I said, you know what? A round of applause to these people because that day was all about them. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole three days was about all these people sitting in front of me. And I just went on to speak a bit about myself. And I think I really I blacked out <laughs> and I just started speaking. Mm. But when I was speaking about things and I'm trying to... I, I didn't want to give them too much because I knew I'd be up there for, for ages. Yeah. I thought I just wanted to give them a quick backstory of who I am and mm -hmm. where I've been. Mm -hmm. And I just basically said to them, like, you're about to get something that... I basically created for you. Mm -hmm. And I said, I've been, I've been looking to make something like this for over two years. Mm. And I let them know, but the year before I was in jail. Mm. And I said, I want you to see what can happen, obviously, when you put work in. Yep. I said, before I went to jail, I said, I lost my mom. I said that. I said, but I'm not using any excuses. And what you're about to get is a very high-end product. Yeah. And it's for you to show you anything is possible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and obviously when I finished speaking I'm looking right so right bear in mind people you know everybody know Jed's energy 100 yeah this guy is like, even at this event he's crazy if you look back on some of our old posts I posted that morning mm. him running out let's go yeah right I've just finished doing my first speech in front of people right trying to hand back to this guy <laughs> right and I'm looking over and he's like I'm like, bro, you better pull yourself together. You gotta speak right now, right? This guy is like emotionally just like taken from what I've said. He said, bro, that's magical. Like he's like powerful. I'm like, bro, we need to continue the show. <laughs> like for me, I'm thinking like we gotta continue. And like, what was great that he he told me after, one of the um one of the young one of the young girls that were there shouted out, own your space. <sighs> yeah. And that was a lesson he taught them earlier that week yeah fantastic and i was just like crazy yeah and i was saying to him I said that's the stuff i love i said yeah when you can show someone something that they've never seen before and they take it in and then they relay it back to you yeah you're like okay yeah and for me what was magical was that i said i maybe spoke for maybe five minutes mm. but the fact that i spoke for five minutes and over five people like were touched from what i said yeah i said to jed i can't wait for the next one yeah i'm like that was my first one, and I said, I think I let myself down. Like, that's how I felt, because I thought, I thought, I could have done more, but I didn't want to give away too much. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting, because 
Jed came back. Yeah. He came here and he said, Fabian, like, I, Fabian didn't know that I was going to go on stage. Mm. I kind of put him in the spotlight, but I knew that this was his time. This was the moment, like he said five minutes ago. Mm. And he said, when you got up on stage, some people, they take a step back. Yeah. But he said, you take a step forward mm. into the spotlight and you embraced it and you came with your truth. Mm. Your truth is incredibly powerful and you use that to empower others and to uplift others. Mm. And that is a fantastic technique. That step forward, that show of confidence, that yeah. I am with you, let's connect yeah. on a real deeper human level was fantastic. And for Jed to be very tired at this point after three days of doing this, and that's yeah. the first thing that he came through the door and said to <laughs> yeah, me, yeah. spoke about you, it's amazing. Yeah. Could, both of you, I would like to hear some things. Yeah. Public speaking, yeah. talking in front of a crowd. Yeah. What techniques do you guys use and employ mm -hmm. uh, that engage the audience? How do you find the confidence? Okay, so... You've got to share, man. Yeah, I, I, I'll go into this one because I feel like I, over the last three days, I've just gone, gone into it. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm, it's right on the, on the tip of my tongue. It's right in my, in my mental space. I, my strength is energy. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows I can be a supernova if at any time. You know, yeah. right now, if one of you two was to, to say, Jed, go crazy, I'd go crazy. I'm not going to do it for, the, for viewers' discretion, right? But... Uh, but that's where my strength lies. My yeah. strength lies in bringing other people up through my amazing outburst of energy. And I claim that. And so it's funny. We, at the, for the first day, people were coming in. They were sitting down in the space. And I knew that the way I was going to get them all locked into a moment was with an incredible amount of noise, an incredible amount of movement and dynamic energy that captures them. It's kind of like seeing a a high energy scene in a movie. That's yeah. how I try to frame it, you know? So it, it comes across as something really captivating. And yeah. so what I did was I got, I got uh, John Cena's intro music queued up. Yeah, every time you went on stage. Every time. And so when, when I went out on the first day, I came in and I ran onto the stage and I jumped up and I went crazy loud and I was hyped. And it did feel like I was on stage you know, at a wrestling match yeah. and the whole crowd was going, So that was fantastic. We, I was mic'd up, right? I was mic'd up for the day and they were recording my, my talk and I was told that I'd exceeded the, the load limit, the volume limit that they could, that the microphone could handle at least 10 times through that intro because I was just going at them, going at them, going at them. And so what I do to capture the mass, I explode. I give them this energy that is captivating and pulls them in. But then to capture those final people, because you do have people who regardless of where you are in the world, who will be disconnected or have a little bit more or need a little bit more to trust you, to think, yeah. why am I listening to this person? And that's completely fine. That's Everybody learns and grows in a different setting. I know I'm not comfortable in a classroom setting. I would be a person who would need to be captured because I'm not easily won over when it's in a classroom setting yeah. like that, right? And so I sympathise with that and I understand that that person and that mindset completely. And so what I do while I'm giving this high energy, I can see who's locked in because their, their eyes are focused straight on yeah. me, right? But I can also see the people who aren't because their heads are down, they're not looking at me, they're doing all this or all that, they're potentially talking. And that's fine, but what I do is I'll capture one of them. And it'll be somebody who I, I potentially can pick up on being, being quite fun and energetic as well, but maybe yeah. just has a wall in the way or has a block in the way, and I'll capture them. And because I've got everybody else's attention, I use that energy to empower the person who's disconnected. And so I catch them, I say, excuse me, what's your name? They'll tell me their name. And this happened. This happened on, on, on Tuesday, on our first day. I said, excuse me, what's your name? He told me his name. I said, could you please come up? He said, no, I'm not coming up. I said, could you please, I'm begging you to come up. 
He said, no, I'm not going to do it. And so then what I did was I used the energy and the power of his, his friends, his peers and the people around him. And I got them to cheer for him, to cheer his name and to go for a round of applause. And then he had to. He was lifted out of the hole that he was very comfortable to put himself in. Yeah. And that's completely fine. And he came up and, I, and he was still begrudging. He had his hands in his, uh, in his pockets and he, his head was down. He, he didn't want to engage. And that's completely fine. But I'm not letting you stay there, sir. And so I said, please... Could you get these people to, to make the noise like I like like I just did? He and he was like, no. I was like, believe me, they're gonna do it. And he said, how are we feeling? And every single person in that room gave him an uproar, and it was amazing because that from that point on, he was invested, he was involved, and he yeah. wanted to be a part of every single thing that happened. After every time I spoke, if there was a break, he would come over to me and ask me a question. And his investment was one. But not only that, you then have captured a lot of the other people who are disconnected. Because yeah. one, they don't want to be called out. They're like, oh, no, I don't want to be pulled out yeah, to, the, yeah. to the front. That's completely fine. But number two, they realise, I'm talking to everyone. I, I, I want everybody to know. But also, by seeing everybody cheer on someone who is disconnected, they realise, oh, no, we are all in this. We're all in this space together. So just those two little tips that I use to get the crowd on my side, to get people on my side, but also to really engage is to bring the energy, bring the fire, and then to capture the people who are disconnected by having the whole team rally around them. So that's just, uh, I would say, two tips from myself. That's fantastic. And it also, very interestingly enough, and is a source of energy that can be drawn and related to American football. Mm -hmm. You guys condition each other. You hype each other up, you say, Let's go. Let's ready to go. You play the music. Yeah. People know. People have that association after three days straight. Mm. When John Cena's on, it's mm. time for my energy to go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jed sets the tone. Mm. Fabian sets the tone. Whether they're hitting someone on a football pitch <laughs> or hitting someone with fantastic energy, yeah. they are setting that tone. You know what time it is. Mm. Yeah. Moving to you, Fabian. Mm. Like you said, first time public speaking. Yeah. What advice would you give to people out there who have never publicly spoke before that will get them from the sidelines to the stage? You know what, for me, I think you just have to own your space. Like you say, own the space and want to do it. Like, I wasn't sure what I was going to say, but I went to my mentor, Nikki. I said, Nikki, what do you want me to say? And she said, your story. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hi, <laughs> cool. And everyone was like saying, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to hit them with a one, two, three. <laughs> and for me, the one, two, three is, I'm going to bang, I'm going to show you the hole that most people hit. Mm. Okay. Yeah, and then I'm going to show you the halfway climb out and then bang, you fall down and, and you're at the bottom of the hole again. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to show you, now I've got that rope to the top and I'm climbing out. Mm-hmm. And I'll show you what happens when you reach to the end of that hole. Yeah. And I think for me, that's how I would always public speak because like I say all the time, everyone, or everyone has that kind of story where I've come from something mm. or I've been down there. But how many people made it back up? Because... There was a lot of people there that they just started at that bottom of the hole. Yeah. Like, it's all well saying you've been down there and you you started to climb your way back up, but how do you really reach the surface again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, one of the, one of the guys came in and told me, so like, after I sort of spoke about my mum, he said, yeah, I, like, I lost my, my dad two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I get it because you're, he's in the early stages. Like, it's one thing, like, one thing I was going to say yesterday and I didn't say, I was going to ask them, what's the difference between pain and grief? Mm. and I'm going to tell them pain goes away mm. grief you deal with yeah and people don't understand a lot of people don't understand that is that when you go through pain like when you go through pain or like you hit your arm or you hit something you go out you rub it it goes away mm-hmm. when it's grief it's always in your mind yeah even at the happiest times of your life 
that grief is still there. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, grieving happen- doesn't disappear. You just start to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Like, it just gets less. It doesn't actually ever go away. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing people need to understand. It's like, no one really understands what it is like when th- deep things like that happen to someone until you speak to someone else that it's happened to. Mm-hmm. But the problem is not everyone wants to speak about it. Yeah. Because one question I would love to ask that person, I ask me thinking like, how many people have you told that to? Or how many people have you openly spoke about? Like, the, for me, what was so great for me, like, I said to Nikki, like, people, this was the first person that came and spoke to me after I finished speaking. Now, bearing in mind, like I said, I spoke for maybe five minutes. Mm-hmm. This guy didn't know my name. He didn't know, I, I've never spoke to him before. Mm-hmm. All he knew is that I, I knew Jed, mm-hmm. and Jed said, this is my friend Fabian. Mm-hmm. And I spoke for five minutes, and this guy came up to me yeah. and told me that straight away. Yeah. And I was like, wow. I don't even know your name yet. And that's when like, I said to Nikki, and I said, next time I'm going to kill it. I said, because if I can, if that's one person that I can just change there, mm-hmm. how do I not know there was another 10 people out there like him, mm-hmm. but didn't want to say anything yet? Yeah. That, was, that like, wanted to hear more, to be no, to know it's okay to feel the way you feel. Mm-hmm. So for anyone, I think, just believe in what you want to say mm-hmm. and go out there and just take it because... All it takes is that one person because it could be a thousand people out there mm-hmm. and you could change one person's life forever. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm just going to give that a moment. Just take that in, everyone. Yeah. Fabian captured really well the power of purpose and speaking with a purpose. He went out to share his story and to inspire people to be better, to do more, to push themselves just that little bit or a lot, depending on their own capacity. And... That all came from the idea that he wanted to speak with a purpose. For the listeners at home, are there any other keys to success that you would give from this event? Any learnings that you guys have taken? That's a great question. And it comes back to something for me that Fabian said a little bit earlier. So when, as I said, you come in and you blow up and you have all this energy coming at everybody, there's, there's chance for a recoil. Yeah. You know, at first it's exciting, but it's also like worrying. You see this incredible thing happening. It's really loud. It's really big and it's jumping around. Oh, it's a little bit scary, actually. Maybe I should reel back. And that's fine. So I asked the guys after I gave them all that energy to come out into a, an open space and to fill that space. Now, maybe they didn't hear me complete because they were walking in. But what very naturally happens when you're in an uncommon space, when you're in a space you've never been in before, with a group of people you maybe haven't all been in the same space as before, you're, it's very natural to feel slightly uncomfortable and just not as confident as you would in a more regular setting. Mm. And so what happened was, as they walked out into this space, they clung to the walls. Mm. You see it almost all the time when you ask like a new, a new group to, to come into a room. They'll, they'll go to the back or they'll, they'll stand around the walls. Nobody, almost nobody, other than one guy, and that was Nathan, and I appreciate you, Nathan, filled that space. So shout out to Nathan, right? And Nathan even said, to me, you said full of space. And so he was stepped out a little bit. He wasn't stepped out fully. He still was connected to the group, but he actively was showing to me, and I appreciate that, that he was aware that he was in a different space to them. That was incredible, incredible. And so I spoke to them just for a minute about they have every right to be where they are. They have every right to stand out and to feel their power. Yeah. And to own their space. Wherever they are, own your space. You're there, so be there. Don't hide. Don't put yourself in the shade. 
shine from your inner light. And so that was the first real lesson I gave him that day, other than, you know, bringing the guy up and telling him that he was incredible. That was the first lesson I really, really imparted on, in, on, on that crew. And then in the moment when I just watched Fabian talk, which was a heart melting moment for me because I almost started to cry in that moment seeing Fabian up there. I lost my train of thought and I, I stood there a little bit lost. And one of the members of the team shouted, own your space, which was such a powerful, beautiful moment for me. Because like Fabian said, the message had been imparted and had been taken in so much that they were able to relay my own information back to me. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing. And it showed that one, I'm doing the right thing. But two, I need to own my space. So it was absolutely <laughs> fantastic. I was really blown away by that moment right there. It was great. Um, for me, it was seeing them all open it. Yeah. Like, like for me, it was, I was unpacking them while Jid was sorting a part of the event outside. Yeah. And, the staff members are coming like, these look crazy. Like, they like, people seeing a product that I've thought about mm -hmm. for two years, brought to life, and everyone taking it in and saying, you've done a crazy job on these. Yeah. And they're not even open yet. I'm mm -hmm. like, this is cool. Like, this is crazy. Like, even for, like, for me, even for, like, my mentor to see and go, you've exceeded all expectations with this already. <laughs> and I was just like, what do you mean? Like, I'm thinking like, because like, I'm not even like boosting my ego, but for me, I thought, this was just what I did for you. This wasn't yeah. even what I want to do with the company yet. Yeah. And people were loving it. Yeah. And then, I'm talking to high managers at Sports Direct. I'm talking to people that work in high offices and they say, this hair, mm. crazy. Like, other people from other businesses wanted to take my number and said, I like what you're doing here. Mm. And it was that moment for me is that they just saw the outside and when all of the actual employees got the box and they opened it and they're like, ooh, like, everyone's like, yeah, I've seen all these open lids and the logo in the sky and I'm standing there watching them all and I'm just like, I will never forget this moment here. Yeah. Because this was actually the start. Yeah. And like, when I say the start, it's like, I've done all this planning and it's what I've said before on this podcast is that it's not a dream anymore, it's reality. Yeah. And people say, stop dreaming. I said, yeah, stop dreaming and make it the reality. That's what I say. Mm. People, like, what I've realised in life, it's so easy to fail because people think that success is hard. But if success wasn't hard, then everyone would be successful. Mm. Every, so many more people fail because it's easy, it's much more easier to fail. Mm -hmm. You don't, not everyone runs for the bus because they're afraid they won't catch it. How do you know you're going to catch it without running? Like, there's so many things that people don't actually realise what's going on. And for me, that's what it was. This was the moment where all this dreaming, all this preparation is now reality. Mm. So now what? What are you going to tell me next I can't do? Yeah. So, yeah, for me, that seeing that image there, everyone opening the box and just getting all the great feedback, I bless all of them. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. I think it's, like you say, it's very important to absorb and revel in your wins. Yeah. That is a massive first step for you, for you guys, for any business. Yeah. And you guys hit it sprinting. Mm -hmm. You didn't walk into this success. You yeah, yeah, hit no. it sprinting. Two years of success compounded in that 100 meter sprint, that burst of energy and that joy that you shared with hundreds of people. Mm. You created a massive and spectacular moment. Mm. And with motivational moments, 
you have created fantastic energy. Mm-hmm. What I would really like to hear as the final question of the day Ooh. is what has motivational moments done for you? Can we once again show appreciation for the host? My damn, that's incredible. That's a fantastic question. And thank you so much for asking. I answered the first one. I answered the last one first. So I'm going to actually put this on Fabian to answer this one. I'm going to transfer the hot seat. Uh, it ain't no hot seat really, bro. <laughs> for me, all right, so I'm going to say this like, when we go back to when Jed was in hospital mm. after the injury, and I said to him, okay, let's do this. Yep. And we start. I started doing the... Um, uh, minute motivations on my way to work yeah i said All right, let's do this let's start this thing mm-hmm. then we started sorting out youtube we started sorting out banners we started sorting out logos and, mm. and started really making it something and you know what? for me it was always in my head like you know what it's that whole thing i just said to you there people too many people fail because the success is hard mm. and i think i wouldn't say i failed so much in life mm. where now i want to just succeed it's the point where I've had so many down points where life could have ended for me. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the only way I can see it where I could have got where I call myself lucky because I had so many points where I could have turned down the other road to just finish life. Mm. Like, it's like they say, don't go down that road. Mm. I think I've had so many opportunities to go down that road, but something's kept pulling me back and saying, just go this way. Mm. Just go this way. And it's for me, I think, I finally got to a part in that road where I know what the road lies now. Mm. It's like people say pave your way to your success. Mm. And it's like, I don't need to pave the way to success because I've already read the book. I've already read the map. I already know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Like the sat doesn't need to tell me, go 100 miles there and you'll be a winner. It's like, I've already won. It's just now it's time to show everyone else they can win. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's what motivational moments have helped me, helped me actually see. It's empowered you to greatness. Yeah. Mm. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. For myself, it has... There, there was a direct example of it this week, is the way I speak to people has grown through the way I have curated my points just on this podcast and through doing this. Yes. When I think about motivation, when I think about what that really, 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 really means, when I formulate those talking points on a weekly basis, when I think about how we move this thing forward it creates a much finer, refined and specific idea in my head. I can talk about it so much more clearly. My, vocab- my vocabulary, <laughs> switching up on the words while talking about how well I'm speaking, uh, my vocabulary has grown, my vernacular is so much more potent because I talk on this regularly. So when I go into an open space or when I'm put on the spot in a live video like this, which isn't live, it could be edited, but in this moment it's live, right? Mm. I react like that, I capture the moment And that's through the training that we have built through creating regular content, through focusing on what motivation really means individually and holistically. So I would say it has made me a curator of conversation and motivation. And for that, I am so, so fortunate because I can control a room so much more powerfully now. It's not just the energy. It's also the message, the substance that goes with it, which is really, really important. And I've said really, really a lot. So I'm going to change it to incredibly important and powerful for me. So that's what Motivation Moments has done for me. Amazing stuff. Empowering greatness and creating moments mm-hmm. and building people and spreading joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen firsthand the impact from both Fabian and Jed's interactions with human beings. 
They might have a conversation. They might share some energy one evening, one day. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, they're going to spread that to someone else. Mm -hmm. They take it further. And that joy and happiness and energy is contagious. And not Rona contagious. This is a nice time of contagious. (laughs) Um, So thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. And thank you for allowing me into that space Mm -hmm. and creating such safe and happy spaces for everyone. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you would like to say before we wrap up this podcast? Uh, What would I like to say? People stay tuned because there's so much going on. Like, I always say there's so much going on, mm-hmm. and I think for the first week you actually see now mm-hmm. there is a lot actually going on. Yeah. Where and, can they find you? Uh, where can they find me? Um, the Box Crew London. On Instagram, the Box Crew London, and on Twitter, the Box Crew L D N. Yes, sir. Yep. And motivational moments. MM talks on the Apple Podcast, Spotify Podcast. Motivational moments. You should probably know if you're listening to it, right? I mean, you should really know. And, yeah. <laughs> and we'll have all the tags in the, in the comment section as always. And lastly, we'd like to say thank you to everyone that I met yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely a pleasure to meet you all. Mm-hmm. And thank you to everyone behind the scenes as well. Mm-hmm. And last night cinema, we will see you soon. Yeah. We have some incredible content coming out from the days. I can't wait to show you guys. You'll see it very, very soon. Keep listening. Like, subscribe, review and share, please. Okay. I would like to close with some final words. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear from you guys at home. What are your successes? Even the small success. Even if it's you just got up today and you put on your clothes yeah. and you got out the house. Yeah. Even if it was, I brushed my teeth today. Even if it was, I called my friends, my family, mm-hmm. someone I haven't spoken to in a while and built that connection. Yeah. I would like to hear your successes from small to large. Let's celebrate them together and let's build that community. Yeah. I had a fantastic time interviewing Jed and Fabian mm-hmm. and Fabian and Jed Ooh. and the energy has been fantastic mm-hmm. and joyous. Yeah. F and J, J and F. <laughs> this has been Motivational Moments, MM Talks. Good night.